Miss Celia stared at the huge elephant with awe and delight. The animal was standing in the middle of the showgrounds in Hastings, chewing quietly on its breakfast of hay. It was part of a travelling circus that was performing there for a week or two. As Miss Celia watched, the elephant picked up a bundle of hay, dusted it against its front legs, then stuffed it into its mouth. Miss Celia could hear the elephant's teeth scrunching. She looked at the elephant's huge legs, broad stomach and high, sloping back. How she would love to get up there and ride away from Hastings, just the two of them, travelling the road to Napier, Gisborne, Tolaga Bay, on and on to meet the rising sun. Somewhere out there, Miss Celia knew the sun reached New Zealand for the first time in each new day. It was not only the new day for New Zealand, but for all the other countries in the world as well. Maybe she could find that place. Now then, miss, don't stand too close if you don't mind, said a voice. A thick-set man carrying two buckets of water came up beside her and set the buckets down. Oh, what's the matter, said Miss Celia. I'm not doing any harm. The big man laughed. I can see you're no trouble, he said. It's this elephant. It's developed a very bad temper of late. Unpredictable. Never know what it might do next. He shook his head. The elephant left off chewing and sucked greedily at the water in the buckets with its trunk. Then it put its trunk in its mouth and squirted the water down its throat. I was wondering if I could have a ride, said Miss Celia. Would you mind very much? The man laughed shortly. Oh, no one rides on this animal until its temper gets a bit better. It's too dangerous. Better stick to riding your bicycle. He gathered up the empty buckets and hurried away. The elephant and Miss Celia eyed each other. You wouldn't mind if I had a ride, would you? Miss Celia said. The elephant strained towards her, stretching out its trunk. Miss Celia saw now that one foot was bound by a thick chain to a steel peg in the ground. The chain twisted and chafed the elephant's skin. The leg looked sore. Miss Celia reached into her bag, took an orange and held it out. Here, come on, she said, moving closer. The trunk reached out, delicately took hold of the orange and stuffed it into the large mouth. The big creature seemed to like it. It strained towards Miss Celia, one leg still dragging at the unyielding chain. Miss Celia handed over another orange and then another until all her supply was gone. The elephant went back to chewing its hay, eyeing her all the while, hoping some more oranges would appear. Miss Celia watched the elephant for a while, then hurried away. She was a music teacher in Hastings and spent her life trying to persuade reluctant children to play the violin. They never seemed to learn anything, and Miss Celia found teaching them very, very boring. The pay wasn't good either, and as she rode away on her bicycle, Miss Celia realised she had just given her weekly supply of fruit to the elephant. Now she would have to buy more from her small store of money. She went into a shop and bought more oranges, but that evening, on impulse, she went back to the circus and gave them all to the elephant. Every night after that she did the same thing. Boy, oh, you're spoiling that creature, said the circus attendant at the end of the week. He seems to like it, said Miss Celia.
course he does. Never gets anything like that at this circus. It'd cost a fortune. The elephant strained at its chain and chewed another orange. When are you going to let it off the chain? said Miss Celia. Oh, we won't be doing that. Not until we leave, said the circus attendant. This creature is too bad-tempered. After Miss Celia had gone, the elephant continued to pull at its chain. Its leg felt sore and ached a lot, but still it pulled and tugged and wrestled with a stubborn stake in the ground. The circus had been in Hastings for over a week now. The whole time the elephant had pulled at its chain, working away at the stake. Late that night, when everyone in Hastings had gone to bed, and only the cats wandered the streets, slinking and prowling and tracking one another along the fences, through the bushes and over the rooftops, the steel stake holding the elephant's leg suddenly came free. Without pausing, as if it knew all along this would happen, the elephant set off out of the showgrounds. Although it was a huge animal, it walked very quietly, lifting its feet up, and putting them down so gently, it might have been another cat going about its affairs. The only sound was the soft chink-chink, chink-chink of the chain dragging along behind. The elephant stepped delicately around the circus tents. It pushed open the gate to the showgrounds and set off down the main road through Hastings. No one saw it go. No one heard the soft chink-chink, chink-chink of the chain, except the cats, who slunk low, staring at this strange creature striding along in their night territory. At every house along the street, the elephant reached its trunk over the fence, plucked all the flowers, and stuffed them into its mouth. At one house, it ate all the daisies. At another, all the pansies. At another, it pushed all the chrysanthemums into its capacious mouth. But the elephant soon found that many of these flowers didn't taste so good. In fact, its stomach was beginning to rumble quite a lot. Maybe the chrysanthemums caused that bit of trouble. But just then, after it had walked almost all the way along the main street and eaten almost all of the flowers, the elephant found a smell it truly liked. The smell came from a small, two-storied house set a little way back from the road. The elephant didn't hesitate. It pushed open the gate, walked up the path to the front door, reached out its trunk and turned the door handle as it had been taught to do in the circus. The door refused to open, for indeed it had been securely locked for the night. This didn't bother the elephant. It put its head against the door and pushed. With a gentle crack, the door split in half and the elephant shoved its whole trunk and half its head inside. It could go no further. But this was far enough. The delicious smell of oranges was now stronger than ever. There they lay, in a fruit bowl in the centre of a table. The elephant reached out with its trunk and one by one began stuffing them into its mouth. When Miss Celia heard the door break downstairs, she knew what to do. She had lived alone for years and often thought how she would deal with a burglar if one should get inside her house. In the dark, like a little mouse, Miss Celia slipped from her bed, pulled on her dressing gown and picked up the long steel poker from the fireplace. 
Then silently she set off downstairs. She could hear strange scrunching sounds from her kitchen, mixed up with chinking rattles, clatters and heavy breathing. It seemed to be a very careless burglar who didn't care how much noise he made. Miss Celia took a firmer grasp on her poker. It was very dark downstairs. All she could see was a dim shape in the blackness. But that was enough. She lifted up her poker, took aim and brought it down with all her strength. You villain, she cried. How dare you break into my house? Her poker landed on something heavy, thick and solid. It was the elephant's trunk. For its part, the elephant let out three tremendous bellows. Angrily, the elephant stared all about. Who would be so cruel as to attack like this? All it could see in the gloom was Miss Celia, its old friend who had given all the oranges. The elephant felt it must get her out of harm's way immediately. It reached out its trunk, curled it around her body and lifted her from the ground. Then, backing from the doorway, it lifted her high into the air as it had also been taught to do in the circus and placed her gently on its shoulders. Bewildered, Miss Celia clung on with one hand, all the time grasping the poker firmly in the other. Before she knew what was happening, the elephant had set off down the path, out the gate and along the main road. Now the elephant no longer dawdled. Its muscular legs stretched out in a steady lope as it strode off up the road. Soon the houses of Hastings were left behind, and the two of them were out in the countryside, Miss Celia on her high perch, gazing out over the darkened landscape, brandishing her poker. The elephant dragging its chain behind, the metal links going chink-chink, chink-chink, chink-chink on the roadway. Together, they journeyed off along the wide east coast, travelling companions of the high road, seeking new adventures in whatever lay ahead. Thank you.